Hey guys, I'm Anali. And I'm Hannah. And welcome to Three Faith Podcast. Where we share insight on how to keep your faith in God strong through relationships of all kinds, such as dating, friendships, marriage, family relationships, and so many more. We are so thankful that you're joining us on our podcast episode today. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at Three Faith Podcast and like our Facebook page for updates on when we release a new episode and for more content. Hey guys, I'm Hannah and I'm a co-host of Through Faith. And I'm Manali, the other co-host. And welcome to our seventh episode of the fourth season. I can't believe we are almost at the end of season four. It just kind of feels like the past year and a half we've just been rolling through these seasons. Yes. Um, and the crazy part is, is we've had so many guests um, this season so far, but just in general, like people we never really thought that we would have on here have come on here and shared their testimony. And it has been such a blessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't want to say anything yet about this episode, because if you have not um, been with us before, if you have not heard an episode from us um, and you want to know a little bit about who we are, I'm going to let Manali just kind of give you a brief little overview about who we are, what we're about, and the kind of episodes that we have yes so like Hannah said we have four different seasons Um, we started a year ago in August so we are a year and two months old or going on a year and two months old Um, the reason we started this podcast was because Hannah and I have been friends for a very very long time and have walked through many of the same seasons of life and through that um, we can share a lot of the same wisdom Mm -hmm. and we didn't want to keep that to ourselves we wanted to share that with um, other girls that are going through similar experiences and guys, but, um, mm-hmm. girls and guys. Both. And, <laughs> <laughs> um, so our first, um, season, we kind of talk about general Christian topics, like setting yourself apart, how to wait well, back to school blues. Um, and we talk about some relationship topics like dating deal breakers, um, dating deal makers and the fruits of the spirit. Um, And our testimonies are also in that first season. And then our second, third, and fourth seasons are when we really start getting into relationship topics like we are talking about today. Yeah. So um, pretty much after that first season, we actually did polls on Instagram and stuff that pretty much just asked, like, would you got what you guys want to hear from us, I guess. And like, it doesn't change our platform, but a lot of you guys like were a hundred percent for the dating aspect of it all. Um, and so we completely changed our platform from just like anything and just kind of focused in on Christian dating. Um, every now and again, we'll have other episodes um, outside of that, but it's very rare. Um, and If you haven't listened to an episode this season so far, this season has looked a little bit different from the past seasons, and that is because Manali and I made um, the decision to have a guest on for every single episode for season four. Um, We don't really know why we did that. (laughs) Um, I think it was just more of we felt God was kind of leading us in that direction, and that's what we wanted to do. But... um, This episode was not supposed to release when it did, um, but, you know, God changes things around. (laughs) Um, And this episode, I have been so excited to come out. Um, It's just, it was one of those episodes that Manali and I just kind of like looked at each other like, wow, like this episode is really going to impact a whole lot of people. And we really do think it's going to do just that. Sarah Williams really just shares an amazing testimony with us and like it touched our hearts and um we actually had a huge conflict with the recording for this episode um months ago um you can ask Manali we were both up till three in the morning trying to get it figured out and I even cried at three in the morning (laughs) um because I was so scared to let Sarah know that the audio was not picking up on it and so I literally like bawled my eyes out to Manali at three in the morning I was like I can't like I cannot ask her to do it again like I'm gonna pay her if we do like whatever um and so I was so scared like it took me a few days to reach out to Sarah again and tell her that the audio didn't record and that we would have to do it again um and y'all like she really just is the epitome of a Christian. Um, and she showed so much grace. Like I sent it to her and I was like, so scared of what she was going to say back. And she was like, girl, like things like that happen. Absolutely. We can record again. Like, just Mm -hmm. like that was super nonchalant about it. And it made me want to cry again. I was like, wow, like you can definitely see Jesus in her because there are so many people that would not have reacted like that. Like I told Manali, I would be mad if that happened. Like if somebody got the audio wrong or whatever, I mean, y'all, she was so understanding. 
Um, and I really can't wait for y'all to hear her testimony because it's amazing. And I'm going to have um, her, I think it's like her new like kind of company blog that she's doing now. It's called Reach Just One. I'm going to have all of that linked down below for you guys to go look at because um, I have already ordered something from there and I'm so excited to get it. Um, but you're going to hear a little bit more about who she is and her testimony and everything in just a little bit. But before we do that, we are going to go ahead and get into our question of the week. Um, and instead of doing like a singular question this week, we thought it would be fun because at the time we're recording this, it's Halloween. Um, so we thought it would be fun to do like a would you rather Halloween edition. We've never done a would you rather. <laughs> um, so we'll see how this goes. So I have one pulled up and me and Manali will just take turns like saying it. But the first one is, I haven't even read through these if I'm honest. <laughs> it says, would you rather have curly orange hair or long black hair? Ooh. I mean, I don't know that that one's too hard. <laughs> I mean, just personally, I don't have, I have hair that is straight as a board so i don't yeah. know what i would do with curly i, w- I don't so want probably. orange i mean i have blonde hair but i don't want it to be orange <laughs> but i also feel like i would look terrible with like jet black hair like i don't think that would look good on me it could i think, you think I so think wear it. yeah orange or black 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 okay yeah. we'll go with the black hair i guess <laughs> i'll take manali's word for it <laughs> what would you pick i would pick the jet black hair yeah as well I, I would know how to style it better there you go all right, here, I'll let you read. What You can pick one. Doesn't um, matter. For our next one, would you rather go trick-or-treating or hand out candy? Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I hand out candy now, but, like, if it was, like, socially acceptable for me to go trick-or-treating, I would 100% go trick-or-treating. Yeah, same. You would I do that would too? I also do that. I mean, I see older kids go trick-or-treating, and, like, I applaud them. I would give them candy because, like, same. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to go trick-or-treating. I mean, if you don't have any shame in being an adult and going trick-or-treating, right. then, you know what? Go I'm for it. I'm cheering you on. Right? <laughs> for you. Not me. Not me, but. <laughs> Not me, though. <laughs> I did. I handed out candy this year, and it was too. fun. Um, But, yeah. Um, the next one we have is, would you rather have a pet spider or a pet bat? It's neither an option. Neither. <laughs> um, if I had to pick one, okay. a spider? Uh, yeah, is that your answer? Yeah. Oh, absolutely not. I would have, oh, you I don't know. You can keep a spider contained. You in, can like, keep a, a bat contained. No, it's yes, have to you fly can. around. So? Wait, who says? Or you can have it in, like, a cage or snow. I don't know. Unless we're talking about baseball bats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would. I guess I would say spider then. I'm because scared then of both. You, I mean, I guess you could kill it. That'd be awful. Kill I mean, <laughs> I don't do spiders, y'all. I don't do bugs. I about had a fit today with killing a bug today. We're just not going to talk about that. Um, I guess I'll do the spider and just contain it. I don't know. Yeah. We'll do that. Don't blame me. All right, I'll let you read. We can do like what? Just one more, one or two. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, would you rather tell scary stories or watch scary movies? Mm, neither. Neither same. Yeah. I mean, if I had to pick one, it would be telling scary stories because y'all, I, if you know me, I do not do scary movies. Manali's kind of the same way, aren't yeah, you? I'm the same way. I mean, we do not do scary movies, and it's not because of like anything in particular. Like, it scares me to death. I have <laughs> like, a nightmare. I will literally sports. have. Yeah, I will literally <laughs> have nightmares. Like, I genuinely remember like being younger. Like, I don't know why my whole family is strange. They've always love scary movies like my mom my dad my sister and they always wanted to like watch one around halloween or just whenever and i would straight go in my room like i just didn't want any part of it because it was so scary to me Mm -hmm. and then i remember watching the ring when i was younger like my parents made me watch it with them they're like you they're like if you sit down and watch it like you'll love it and i was like okay y'all i literally like faked being sick every night for a week so i could like sleep with my parents like I'm not even kidding it terrified me (laughs) like it absolutely terrified me it was so bad but um no yeah I guess telling scary stories yeah that would be mine as well for the exact same reason not for the ring but I just don't like scary movies yeah same 
Okay. Well, that one was short and sweet. <laughs> Y'all, we need like tips for what to do for this little segment, like questions. Like, please tell us questions to answer because we really Real just don't though. know. We be struggling. We do. We come up with this right before we start and it's just literally. Not, literally. <laughs> um, but it's fun. Okay. Well, this is, I think, a lengthier episode. So we are just going to go ahead and jump right into it. And I'm super excited for y'all to hear what Sarah has to say. Okay, guys, like I said earlier, we are going to go ahead and get started um, with our questions. So the first one we have is um, just tell us your story. Um, You can tell as much or as little as you want, um, but just give us a little bit of your testimony and how you came to know Christ and just stuff like that. Awesome. Okay. Well, I was um, born and raised here in my hometown where I still am. I always say I tried to get out a few times, but the Lord just wanted me to bloom where I was planted. So I'm here. Um, I grew up in church every Sunday, every Wednesday. I was saved at the age of eight years old um, at vacation Bible school. I feel like some (laughs) people can relate to that. And um there was just a missionary speaking about um, one of his trips, and I really felt felt God, you know, just really, um, I always say he was knocking on the door of my heart and just asking to come in. And so I'm so thankful that he called me at age of eight. I can't say that I completely understood what it meant to be saved or what it meant to live for Christ, um, but I did follow through with baptism and um, continue to study the word and be involved in church all the way through middle school and high school um, and there on after as well. I'm so thankful that I was grounded in my faith at an early age. Um, I did hit some hard patches in high school. Um, The temptation was a lot and um, I got off course a lot. And so um, that's kind of where my testimony gets raggedy, but I'm so thankful for God and redemption stories um, because I get to say that through high school, um, I dated a guy. We uh, ended up getting pregnant right after I graduated. He was a year older than I am. And um, then we we had a quick wedding, but um, he chose a different path, did not want to stay married um, soon after the wedding, actually. So I had our daughter by myself and ended up raising her um, for 10 years on my own. And I always say that during that time, I was praying and saying, God, how long am I going to have to do this on my own? And if he would have said 10 years, I'd have been like, absolutely not. That's <laughs> too long. Dude, will not work for me. But um, it was such a beautiful 10 years. Oh, my word. He did so much work on my heart and my daughter's heart. And um, he showed me what love truly is from him. He showed me how to parent because he parents us. Um, he is our Heavenly Father. and um, I got through college and and then went on to pursue some dreams. I ended up cheering for the New Orleans Saints for three years. Um, (laughs) It was so much fun. And my daughter got to do all the junior sensation stuff with me. So those experiences were just moments I'll cherish forever. Um, And then um, I got my master's as well um, back at USM again. So I'm a full USM alumna. And then I really just felt God... um, pushing on my heart. I, I, I think through those years of being a single mom, the first couple ones, I say in my young twenties, I kind of call them my dark years. They were very hard. I was very, um, still lost. Just didn't know what God wanted me to do, what my purpose is, how am I supposed to parent? How am I supposed to parent by myself? Um, and through those years of him working on my heart, he led me into ministry and I found the ministry It's called embrace grace. Um, It started in Texas, and I brought the ministry to my home church, Temple Baptist Church, um, where I was just able to use my story and what God did in my life to feed into other young moms or young single moms and teenage moms. And um, wow, just the way that God used my passions and my dreams, my jobs, um, and all the things that he had put in my life all fed into ministry so I could feed into other young moms and, and be the person that I needed at that time. So those 10 years were incredible. And then um, they built me into the woman I am today. Um, actually, I call it me, uh, me and my daughter's 10-year anniversary. Um, <laughs> we found we found Ryan, who's my husband now, and um, he, put, he fit into our little duo perfectly. And so we've been married for almost two and a half years, and we are expecting 
our child together now. So it'll be a family of four in February. (laughs) It has been such a blessing. God is still working. He's still doing some amazing things in my life and um, in the life of Evie and, and Ryan too. So we're just excited to keep walking in faith and see where he takes us. Well, um, I mean, your story has always just amazed me. It's always been, you know, you can definitely um, see how God has worked through your life. And I like how you mentioned in there, too, you kind of got like a little frustrated with God. Like, God, how long am I going to have to wait? Like, it's been 10 (laughs) years. And like, I feel like some of us over here, like we're in college. I'm like, God, it's been like a year. Like, what are you doing? Like, come on. And I like how, like, you can see with your story, you know, what um, having faith looks like and letting God work in and through you and seeing his perfect timing unfold in that. Like, that gives, that really gives so many people hope. And I know it gives me hope, too. Um, Yes. And I also got baptized whenever I was eight years old. It wasn't at vacation (laughs) Bible school. But (laughs) um, I think it's so, it just kind of shows, like, how much, you know, God can a hundred percent reach children at a young age too. And some people don't Uh realize that like that actually might even be the most crucial age um, to, you know, instill that uh, faith in them pretty early on. So I like how, how you mentioned that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you have a question for No. All right. Well, we will go ahead and get into the questions. Um, so the first question we have for you is, when was a time where you lost hope and then found hope in God again? Oh, yeah. So I mentioned in my testimony, um, I had my dark years. So that was when um, I found myself alone. I was three months pregnant at the time. Um, and it just, there was no light at the end of the tunnel. I didn't, I couldn't even see the tunnel. It was so dark. So um, that, that tunnel lasted for a long time. And um, it was just it was a very confusing time, a very um, hard time, sad time. And, you know, it's it's hard, um, especially today when we have social media and there are things that we are excited about or we're supposed to be excited about. So it's easy to post on social media and say, you know, oh, look at this or I'm doing great, you know, and put a smile on, on social media. But I can say that for years, um, after being pregnant and having my daughter on my own and trying to figure out how to raise her, I I was very, very lost and very just really confused about the future. I didn't know, you know, even what I was going to major in or what I was going to do for a career, how am I going to raise a child and afford a child? And, um, and so through those years of no hope, um, I think God really, those were the years that he was really working on me. You know, we, there are many stories in the Bible where God used the wilderness or the desert to kind of isolate someone or um, pull them away from, from the crowd and from the distractions so that they could just see him. And I think that's truly what he did with me was, is pulled me away. I was in desperate need of something of anything. And, and he showed me that it was him, that I was in desperate need of him. And so those no hope years were me learning who he truly is. And again, how, how much he truly loves me and wants the best for my life and wants to use me for his his glory and there is no greater honor than that so um just to be molded during that hopeless time and then come out of it and realize how he how he did it all um after the light was shown um, (laughs) through the tunnel was was such an amazing time for me looking back now yeah absolutely um just a quick question um you mentioned that you called them like kind of the dark years or just times where you had no hope um was there anything that you can remember specifically that like got you through those hard times? Like, was there anything that you did that you might could even give encouragement to some of those who may be in their dark years right now, either something you did or something that you wish you would have done? Um, I can say, um, it, I would say there's two things. So first I know that it's, um, it's hard to put yourself out there when you're going through a time of struggle and to seek someone who could help you through. I did, um, kind of, I kind of looked around or asked around about different ministries or churches that would have groups or even women in the church who had walked through what I had been through, um, and could, you know, give me advice or anything like that. And, Ultimately, at that time, 
I didn't find anybody. Not saying that there isn't anybody who would have been willing to share their story, but God didn't want me to find anybody at that time because he wanted me to become her. Um, but that is totally an option just to like get out of your, your comfort zone, go to a church or a ministry or, you know, um, your campus, um, ministries and and really seek out mentors or someone who can give you some advice or help guide you or just kind of keep you accountable for prayer or reading the word or that kind of thing because those are the, the community is where you know God truly wants us to be and he never really wants us to be by ourselves and then second I would say that prayer um prayer is so important and I think that we we forget that and we lose that in our society today because we have phones and we want to talk to people or text people or we want to read something or we have so many books at our fingertips and we just forget like God's like just come talk to me just come talk to me and and um he wants to hear our voice and he wants to communicate with us and just to feel in that relationship just like a parent does or just like a friend does um and I think that we forget that. And I can remember a few times, well, more than a few, but a couple of dozen times that I had to isolate myself um, to pray. And I, um, my daughter even still remembers, she said, she still sometimes says, Mom, I remember you used to go in your closet and you would shut the door and you'd say, Mommy just needs to pray for a little while. And she said, it would make me sad at first, but I, I know now what you were doing. And, and I would just try to walk away from everything, walk in my closet. And, and it was just me and God. And, and I needed him and was so dependent on him to help me and guide me and provide for me. And so I would say those two things are important, community, mentorship, and uh, and prayer. Oh, yeah, that's like right on the dot. Um, and that really like resonated with me too, is how like we're always like on the go and don't have mm -hmm. time to isolate ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that is something I struggle with like majorly is isolating myself because I'm super like I want to be around people and I want to talk to people and I want to be right. in groups. Um, and so something I struggle with is isolating myself. Um, and that actually is a discipline that I've been trying to learn actually pretty recently. And it really like I feel like that sense of peace you get is so like, it's just, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, mm -hmm. it really is worth it to isolate yourself and talk to God and giving him the time to speak to you. Absolutely. You know, there's a few times in the New Testament where Jesus walked away to isolate himself or got up early in the morning and went to pray. And, and we kind of read through that, but we're like, wait a minute even Jesus needed to right. walk away <laughs> and pray. So I definitely need to be doing that. You know? <laughs> no, yeah, that's, that's so true. And like Jesus walked through every single thing that we still go through today. And we forget that like Jesus was, he came in human form. Like mm -hmm. he felt everything we felt. He already knows he understands because he put himself in our shoes. Yeah. He's just as much human as he is God mm -hmm. and the experiences that he walk through but I think it's uh amazing that your testimony kind of speaks to our crowd because mm -hmm. our crowd kind of lifts or our crowd um goes towards uh college young college women for the most part and so um a lot of us when we first enter college go through our first some of us our first set of dark years because mm -hmm. we're on our mm -hmm. own and um, facing trials that we don't usually face when we're in high school or just living at home in general. So I think that it really is uplifting to hear that there is a way to get out of those dark years. And um, that is through community and prayer. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And especially with college too, like that, mm -hmm. I don't know, it's, it's a different world. Like when you graduate high school and it's mm -hmm. so, it's just, it's so confusing. It's, you definitely need God <laughs> a lot. You always need God, <laughs> but like, especially when you get into college and you get in the real world, you're like, oh my goodness, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you're right. You're um, right. Okay. We're going to go ahead and move to the, oh my gosh, I think it's the second question. If you want to read that one, Manali. <laughs> so many times when we are looking for answers from God, he can point us to specific parts of the Bible or specific verses that give us peace of mind in terms of what we are going through. Is there a specific verse or part that stood out to you? Um, I can't say there's a specific verse. I feel like a lot of people have some favorite verses. My mom has one that she always read to me. Um, but through studying the scriptures and, and having my testimony, I feel like it's just so important to remember that the Bible in its entirety is a story of God. And 
through it to bring him glory and to basically explain himself to us is um, story after story of broken people, of people Mm -hmm. who are flawed or who made mistakes or who didn't choose the right path or, um, you know, just even heard God and still did something else. Or even, I mean, we have Jonah who like ran from God. It's like, I'm not going, I don't want to, you know? And so um, it's so relatable. Every single story in the Bible is so relatable and has so many theological principles that we can apply to our everyday life. And obviously the context is different. The time frame is much, much different. Um, but the human heart is the same. And so I can't say that there's a specific Bible verse, but I can say that, um, every story through it just reminds me, you know, that, that they, we are just like them and they are just like us. And, and so, to see the redemption that God can do in their lives and the forgiveness and the grace is just so humbling because he does the same for us. And we just have to continue to walk in that and, um, and remember who he is by his word and, and speak to him through his word as well. So I just, all the stories are so good. I don't have a specific verse. <laughs> no, yeah, I definitely get that for sure. That's, that's awesome. Um, okay, so the third question we have is, um, can you share how the goodness of God is reflected now that you've completed different trials and triumphs? Oh, goodness. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I just even, okay, so I taught high school for a few years. Um, I miss it terribly. This is my Aww. first year not teaching, but um, a lot of the kids – I really would build a relationship with and, and they would just kind of talk about my character or I'm really joyful or things like that. And, um, I love to be able to look at them and say, you know, I didn't used to be like this. I, I didn't used to be full of life or joyful or positive about all situations. Um, and, and it's, it's Jesus Christ who changed me. And so I think that, like always reflecting back and seeing where I am now, I would have not have guessed 10 years ago that that girl would be starting her own ministry, would be writing Bible studies, would be in seminary getting a master's in theology or theology, um, theological studies. And, and so just looking back and continuing on the path, it, it, it also is interesting to think like when we say like we're looking back it seems like we've reached a destination right like sometimes they say oh looking back now like you know I got here I made it but we've never fully made it like God is still working on our hearts and still um giving us this path step by step and leading us to new things and new adventures and and new trials and new seasons and so I can say like wow from the trials that I face that this is who I've become and I get to share it with so many people and that's so important to me um but also like I can't wait to see where else God takes me and and until he calls me home I'm just gonna keep running and chasing after him and see what he he wants to do in my life (laughs) yeah for sure and I mean that's just proof of the goodness of God that mm-hmm. whenever we have God within our hearts that your reflection is going to look a lot different to other people there's going to be a different type of joy and kindness and patience and all that kind of good stuff that's reflected out to others and people are going to notice that absolutely um I remember I can't remember what question it was that you said the answer to but it like I mean I remembered it from the last interview and I want you if you're able to to speak on it again but you talked about um, like what manna was and how God had provided for you every step of the way. And you kind of compared it to that. And could you, would you mind just kind of like telling that story again and what it was just because I don't know, that just really resonated with me, I guess. And I, it was just like really impacted me whenever you'd mentioned that. So can you talk about that a little bit again? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I have a Bible study coming out soon. It's on, um, some of the miracles of the Exodus from, right when the um, Israelites leave Egypt up until about the Ten Commandments. Um, And one of the miracles in the Exodus is manna. So it's bread from heaven. And I kind of discovered the whole concept of manna from Exodus when I was a single mom. Um, I had finished college, was trying to figure out a career path or how many jobs I can (laughs) have in a day and make enough money to... um, to pay the bills, you know, month to month. Um, my daughter and I were living on our own in an apartment and times were just crazy. I was working multiple jobs, 
um, multiple different hours and just trying to make it work with childcare. And thankfully I had a mom who could help me um, a little bit with the timing and that kind of thing as well. But it was really just financial struggles and um, got emotional, you know, struggles as well and that kind of thing. But I discovered manna because I was just in desperate need to know that I was being taken care of. And what manna is was um, bread from heaven for the Israelites when they were wandering in the desert and obviously very hungry and probably cranky, but, um, God just provided manna from heaven and it came in the morning, they would wake up and it was on the ground and they had to collect it. And then when the sun comes up, it would, um, you know, it would kind of disappear. And so you had to be up, you had to be ready. You had to collect what you need. And it says in scripture, um, you know, some collected many and some collected little, but by the end of the day, it was exactly what they needed. And so that in itself is like, wow, like he knew exactly what they needed and how much for their families. And then it also says that, you know, in faith, you only collect what you need for the day and have faith that there'll be more the next morning. Right. And so the Israelites would eat what they had. And if, and some of them doubted. And so they saved it. And the next day it was like decayed, you know, and rotten and smelly. And so they had to go and collect more. And then also, being um the sixth day he they were told to collect twice as much on the sixth day and that it would not mold and it would not you know um rot and stink and um collect flies so (laughs) on the seventh day they would have a sabbath and this is the first appearance that we really see of the sabbath other than in genesis when god created it himself for that day of rest but he said i want you to trust me I want you to know that I'm going to provide for you every single day. Like, don't worry about tomorrow. Just today, I've got you. Tomorrow, I'll get you again. And then go ahead and collect double on on the sixth day. Because on the seventh, I want you to rest. And I want you to remember what I've done for you. And I want us to have this time for relationship. And um, and so I really just kind of discovered what manna was and how God was teaching my heart that he said, I've got you today. I'm going to have you tomorrow. Don't Don't stress about tomorrow. And, and, you know, and I do want you to rest. I want you to realize that I know that you're working hard and I am providing what you need for you and your family, but I also want you to rest and spend time with me. So it was just such an important lesson in my life. And I think it is for everyone, especially in such a busy, hurried culture these days. And we're trying to make ends meet and it's just a hustle culture. And I don't believe in it. I want to man a culture. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for sharing that again, because that just really hit home for me because like I especially am always trying to prepare like days, weeks, and even months ahead, like way in advance instead of just saying, okay, God, you have each day planned out and you are going to provide exactly what is needed for that day. And I just don't need to get too caught up in planning ahead for each day because you never know what each day is going to bring. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And I, I never, Mr. Bill never had any issues with that or anything like that. I can like happily say the Lord truly did provide for me every single day. And even in times of um, like when I decided that I wanted to do Embrace Grace, um, there was actually like a um, Embrace Grace like conference going on in Texas. And I was like, that would be so cool if me and um, my daughter could go. And I just can't afford getting to Texas. And like a check had come in that I had completely forgotten about from some work that I had done like a few months ago and it was exactly what I needed to get there to have a hotel room and to come back. And I was like, okay, okay. Like I I see it. It's always provided exactly what I needed when I needed it. Right. Um, This is kind of a random question, but for your Bible study, why did you choose the miracles of Exodus to write about? Um, Well, the miracles of Exodus came from um, a season of my life that was very hard and honestly I was told that I need a miracle so in January my husband and I went through um, a few well about two years of infertility and we finally discovered the problem in January and we were told that it would be a miracle for us to conceive on our own and so um, it really it's hard um, to hear that yes there are you know reproductive technologies these days, um, and that kind of thing. Um, but it's hard when, when you think that you, you know, you're healthy, I work out and I eat good and, and I'm active and, and somehow still 
inside I wasn't healthy and I had no idea. And so it's very hard to hear that, you know, no matter what you did, your body, I felt like my body betrayed me. And so, um, through prayer, a lot of prayer and a lot of begging the Lord, I do feel like that he, um, he reminded me, he said, I still perform miracles. And so I really wanted to study the miracles that he had, um, that he had performed and the Exodus specifically came to mind as well, because at the time I had also been feeling like God was calling me to leave my job as a high school teacher. And so it all kind of came into one. I mean, the Exodus is the Israelites leaving everything they had known, um, because God told them to, and he was going to lead them somewhere else. And and then he was going to perform miracles. So this is, it's just such a season of my life that just really resonated with the Israelites and, and what they were walking through and needing to see God. And so, um, so I just started walking through it and kind of studying it. And then I started writing about it and, and journaling. And so it turned into a Bible study and it has been so rewarding. I just, I have learned so much every single day working on it and, um, God has just shown his hand. And, and so I really pray that it can bless so many others in so many different ways. There's so many, so much good stuff in the Exodus that God did and how he showed himself and how he guided them. And, oh, it's just, it's such a beautiful story of, you know, where our, where our faith came from so many, so many years ago, but I really enjoyed writing it and I hope it blesses others too. Oh my goodness. I like cannot wait for it to come out because <laughs> I said it on the last take, like I'm so excited and I'm going to be like the first one to pre-order it or whatever I have to do because <laughs> I'm so excited for it. Um, but I do have a question because I do remember when you did work at the school as a dance teacher. Um, can you talk a little bit more in depth about like what that process took and like how you kind of learned to trust God with every step and how did you know, I guess, like he was telling you like, okay, this is a time that I'm calling you out of this season. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Yeah, it does. Um, um, it had to be about fall, um, November, December last year. Um, and I, I do believe that a way that, that, I don't believe God's ever like, Hey, this is what you're going to do right now. Do it. <laughs> so I think he stirs. I always say like he stirs the spirit. And, um, so about November, um, there was some stirring going on and <laughs> I've been, um, steadily, um, just kind of dreaming of, of, I've done some speaking events before and was like a keynote speaker for, um, a pregnancy center for a pro-life pregnancy center and, you know, with embrace grace ministry. And so I'd been blogging and writing and speaking a little and, um, and then ended up uh, feeling called to go to seminary at new Orleans Baptist theological seminary. And I've really enjoyed all the biblical studies and, and theological studies. So, um, my heart has just been stirring and, and I, I feel like I knew it was coming. I can tell you that when, it was about six years ago, and I was sitting at an office job, actually an office job at Oak Grove before I was a teacher, and a counselor came in, and she's like, what are you working on? I said, well, I'm working on my master's in administration right now. I'm doing some something for a project, and she was like, oh, okay, well, what are you going to do with that? And I looked her in the eyes, and I said, honestly, I'm going to get this master's of education. I'm going to be a teacher, and then I feel like God's going to call me to full-time ministry in like three to five years. And I still remember saying that to that woman and I, like, I wasn't, I wasn't really smiling about it. Cause I was like, I kind of don't know, but I kind of feel like this isn't going to last. But, um, it's just crazy how he does that and, um, puts things in our lives and people's in our lives and conversations in our lives that really start the stir. And, and so, um, in November, December, I actually, um, and there's nothing wrong with this at all. I started seeing a Christian counselor because I felt so conflicted in what God was calling me to do. And in my prayer life, um, my husband and I had just actually moved to, um, my family land. Um, it's not lived on out here. It's kind of in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's mm -hmm. out of the County that I worked in. And so, um, now being here, I knew if I quit my job that my daughter will also have to move schools as well. She can't go to the same school. So if, if anything, it would be a, like a huge life change for everyone. And so that is terrifying. Um, but I, I saw a counselor and she ended up being 
I can see right now, like one of my biggest cheerleaders. And so she prayed over me and my family prayed over me. And then, um, I really struggled, um, with my conversations with God through December. Um, the, the job that I had being the dance teacher was a dream that I had for many, many years. And I created that position for myself. It took four years for me to convince them that like <laughs> dance in public schools is a thing and we should totally do it. Let me teach it, you know? And so I felt like I had put all this work into it and now God was like, well, I have something else. And I was like, can we wait? You know, <laughs> can we, can we not right now. But, um, yeah, it was a, it was January and I was sitting at, um, date night with my husband and about in tears and he was like so you know what is going on with you and I was like I think I need to quit my job and he said okay quit your job and I was just like this is it and he was like this is it like if this is what God's calling you to do I know that we've been struggling through this decision and um we're gonna walk in faith because this is it's what God's calling you to do if this is on your heart so much and so um it was not a fun process. It's still not a fun process. Um, but there was so much prayer involved and so much struggling. And, um, you know, and I, I just, I want to preach about that, that counseling is okay. I had a great Christian counselor during that time that I needed her. Um, and she prayed over me. And then it is okay to struggle with God and to say, but I don't want to. Like, that's not what I want to do yet. Like, we just wait. And, um and he said, no, it's time. This is it. And we're going to, we're going to run with it. And then, you know, through it, I was begging, like, let something fall on my lap, God, or show me what it is that you want me to see or Cause I was just walking in faith. I don't know how I was going to have an income or insurance or anything. And, um, you know, and then we found out about the infertility problem in January. And so it really, it was just a desert for me. And so January through May, I gave all of my best to my class and to my kids. And I just loved them as much as I could. And um, I just prayed that God would give me something to hold on to after all that. And then the first week of summer is when I found out that I was pregnant. And so God's just so good. He's just so good. And he knew that I was struggling so much. And he's like, just get there. I have a surprise for you at the end of this. If you just walk in faith, I've got something for you. And so it's just a miracle to me that he, that he even cared so much about my heart that it was like broken to leave, but he wanted to make it whole in a new way, in a new adventure. And so now I get to be home with, um, work from home with my, my child that I'll have in um, February and I'm homeschooling my almost teenage daughter. So she'll get to be home with us and um, just a new adventure that I, I wanted as well. I just didn't know that, that it would be now. So it's pretty awesome. Well, I can hear you like kind of getting a little bit emotional, like talking about that. And I think that just from seeing how you're reacting to when you started talking about like the kids that you teach, like you can tell you had such a loving and serving heart for them. And that is something that is really hard to find. And so, I mean, I know I wasn't I was one of your students many, many years ago um, as a little, like, I don't know, maybe eight-year-old, even younger, maybe. Um, but I can hopefully speak for some of your students that you definitely had more of an impact on them than you think. And they, I know, are probably cheering you on right now. And hopefully that gives you some encouragement, too, because we're all cheering you on. And um, they all want to see you succeed, and they're going to be so happy. So um, hopefully that gives you a little bit of encouragement. And I'm, like, hearing your faith and like, you know, you still don't have all the answers yet with this process. But you're like, God is telling me something is at the end of this. And that, I mean, I struggle, like, doing that every day. Like... God, like, how are you going to do this? Like, I just don't know that you can, you know, and just to hear like your faith in that is just really, really inspiring. Like that's, that's not an easy thing to do whatsoever. So that's just, that's amazing. Yeah. It took a long time to get here. (laughs) And, and, you know, he'll do it. (laughs) He will. He will. Um, and I'm not trying to like throw you for a loop, but I am going to, um, replace one of these questions, but I'm going to ask it at the end for the sake of time. But I want to move to the last question we have on the list, which is who are some people in your life that have impacted your walk with God? Oh my goodness. Um, 
impacting my walk with God, um, I definitely would say um, kind of goes back to what I said earlier about how community is so important in mentorship. And so um, getting involved in your local church or um, just area where, you know, is full of um, Christian women um, with great wisdom and influence. Um, I had a mentor as soon as I entered my youth group um, who was just was such a friend and such a leader and she led me all the way through high school and even uh, and I've kind of spoken about this before and it sounds crazy but when I did um, come out that I was pregnant right after high school um, she is one of the only ones who kind of spoke truth to me like um, a lot of times people you know want to tell you what you want to hear and don't want to hurt your feelings and you know but my child was created out of wedlock and I was living in sin and so she had an honest conversation with me about that and about marriage to this man and and if truly this is what God wants and I still remember that all these years later because she is one of the only people who was bold enough to stand up and actually speak truth to me because she wasn't concerned if I, you know, to really hurt my feelings, she was concerned about my heart and where my eternity is spent and what my life is going to be like, um, whether I'm glorifying God or not. And so she, as a woman, just influenced me so much. Um, and then as a mother, she did as well. And, you know, she, she got married and, and has kids now. And so, um, there were some years that, you know, I didn't see her a whole lot and that kind of thing, but, I actually, I still stayed in touch a little bit to the point where um, her husband married me and my husband. <laughs> he was our pastor Aww. at our wedding. And and now I get to um, our homeschool group. We have a community day. And so I get to um, kind of like tutor, still kind of teach a little bit um, once a week. And her son is in the same class with my daughter. So I get to do that Aww. with them. And it's just kind of full circle. It's so cool how God works that out and um, puts people in your life sometimes that are meant to be there for a long time and can keep on putting um, that wisdom in you and investing in you. So I definitely say her. Um, my mother-in-law is an incredible woman who is so in love with Jesus Christ. And she actually, um, another crazy God story, she was a single mom with my husband for nine years until she met the love of her life and he actually, she's, they're from Oklahoma and, um, she moved all the way down here to marry, um, my husband's stepdad. And, uh, so just the way that God worked that out, my husband knew so much about being a single mom already had watched his mom do it and then watched me do it and knew, you know, what, what my daughter needed. Cause that's what he needed. And, and so, oh my gosh, it just, it was so cool how God worked that out. And she's always been such a, um, a mentor in my life as well. Um, uh, I, I don't know. There's just so many women and so many different people in the community who wanted to invest in me and all I had to do was ask. And so I definitely would recommend stepping out of your comfort zone saying, I just want somebody to lead me or disciple me or mentor me. And, um, women will step up and it's, it's amazing to have that in your life. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and because we usually try to, um, tie this podcast somehow into relationships, which we've been talking a lot about those, but um, specifically uh, dating relationships um, is mostly what tends to get like the most like listens on here. Um, mm -hmm. lots, of young girl, <laughs> lots of young girls are so curious about what to do because nobody really tells you how to date. Nobody tells you what, right. what to do, especially in the Christian way. It's very clear what the world says about it, but it's, yeah. you know, it's hard to do that as a Christian sometimes. Can you for kind of like the last question on here, just um, give us some encouragement through maybe you and your husband's story or maybe things that you did while you were single that prepared you for marriage or just in really anything you want to share on that subject. Could you just share that with us? Yeah, um, I'm trying to minimize it to a few things. Um, I can say um, it's really hard to get dating advice from someone who's married. Even when I was single, I was, and you know, married women were trying to give advice. I was like, no, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> but, um, so I was totally in the pot for 10 years. So, um, and it was, it was very challenging. Um, 
I always tell people, I don't know if I can tell you what to do, but I can tell you what not to do. Um, (laughs) But for as far as my story specifically um, with my husband, you know, we actually met years prior um, before even like dating. And and it was a dating interest situation. um, But after being around each other and hanging out a few times, we just kind of went our separate ways. And as much as that hurt at the time, we still kind of remained friends. Um, but I'm, I'm thankful because I was not who I needed to be yet. And I think that is so important, um, in our dating life because I was nowhere near who I needed to be by myself before I could be who I needed to be with someone else. And when you are married and in that relationship, you know, we are now one. And if my part's already broken before I even, try to be in part with someone else, it's not going to work and it's going to be very challenging. And so God, um, worked a lot in my heart through the years of friendship with him and, uh, and worked in his heart as well. And we both had a lot of growing to do. So I always say that about our relationship was, um, I'm thankful that I knew him and I ended up, that's kind of how I met his mom and she mentored me and, um, how he kind of worked his way as a friendship with my daughter as well. So it worked out amazingly. But again, like we were both not in a place that we needed to be. And God also taught me through those single years that, um, you know, he can, he he wants to use you single. Don't, I don't want anyone ever to think that you can't be used until you're married. And I thought that for a long time as well. Like I can't share my story or I can't, you know, preach the word or anything like that, or really until I'm married or, or that kind of thing, but God wants to use you exactly where you are. And so I asked him really to use my single life to bring him glory. And he so did that in so many ways. Um, It was just incredible the walk that he walked me on being single. Um, I also think, let's see, um, that I wrote recently a blog about um, my husband and I's actual dating relationship when we did start dating. I said, you wouldn't have known that we were even dating unless you, you know, went to the local Mexican restaurant or um, church on Sunday mornings and saw us sitting together, that kind of thing, because we really kept it off social media. So, unfortunately, we live in a time, and I, I'm so vulnerable to it. I'll be the first to say that somebody's opinion of me or somebody's opinion um, of what I'm doing, it can, it, and it used to be worse, but it, it can, you know, make you question some things. And so, even putting pictures on Facebook or, you know, I don't know if it's a hope for likes or it's, um, you know, just wanting people to say congratulations or this is awesome or y'all are so cute or, you know, stuff like that. And, and if they don't, or if they're asking questions or what does he do for a living or does Eddie even like him or, you know, are y'all ready for that? And then I'm like, Oh my gosh, am I ready for that? I don't know. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, so we're so susceptible to um, questioning ourselves and questioning our own path. I feel like when we get too many opinions and so uh, we decided that we weren't going to post anything about our relationship on social media until we were engaged and a lot of people were shocked especially who you know lived out of town or stuff like that that I'm not like super close with um but it was such a time for us to invest in each other and invest in what God wants from each of us um he was able to invest in my daughter a lot more um and it just wasn't publicized and so it was intimate and it was sacred and that's what relationships are supposed to be and so we really made sure that that was what we did. Um, and then we wanted to make sure as well, and I would recommend it to anyone um, all the time, but is to honor God through your relationship, um, your dating relationship and engagement. Um, it, it's hard and it's challenging, and this culture is, is so against it. But just to honor God, um, I've said before, the scriptures – you know, we have commandments or what God wants us to do, but really it's, it's what God's asking us to do because it's best for us and it's for safety and it's for our hearts. Um, and it's so true. He's not a bossy demanding God. Um, it's like, you know, parenting when they're, when we have these rules and guidelines because our parents want to keep us safe. And it's just like our heavenly father just wants to keep our hearts safe through relationships and that's why he's put these things in place and asked us to honor him and you'll be glorified or he'll be glorified through it and um and and he honors our decisions and that kind of thing in marriage if we 
we honor what he's asked of us prior to marriage. And so, you know, I didn't do that originally. And so um, there is redemption in that and there is freedom in Christ through it and repentance and, and that kind of thing. But I definitely would, would say to honor God through through your dating relationship as best as you possibly can. And you can't do that without his strength either. So those are my datings. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I absolutely love y'all's story. And um, I, I mean, me and Allie talk about it all the time, but like posting on social media, like especially when you're dating in this culture, like it, it's such a big deal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then like, you know, whenever you break up, then you have to go back and delete the pictures. Yes. <laughs> and then everybody's yeah, asking like, like, I mean, yeah. I do it to random people I don't know. I'm like, oh my gosh, they changed their profile picture. Oh my gosh, they deleted mm-hmm. their pictures. And then, um, you know, here I am like basically doing the same thing. And like, you know, yes. people ask questions. And so I can definitely see where that would be like a lot easier to do it that way. But I so love y'all's story. And then I just kind of want to wrap this whole thing up um, with one last question. And then even after the question, like if there's anything you want to say um, or not, whatever, if you there is something you want to say, go ahead and go for it. Um, but the question yeah. is, um, you know, if your daughter were to listen to this or if she is listening, like what is something that or anything that you just want her to know for the future or now or whatever it might be? What would you want her or any young girls to know? Oh, goodness. Um, that's so hard when you're looking at your own daughter's eyes. Um, <laughs> you know, as parents or as someone who's been through the dark tunnels and the dark times and the wilderness, um, I want to say, you know, follow God's path and, and do what he asks of you. And it is so much better when you do that on the other side. And even though it's very challenging and temptations are hard, he is your refuge, he is your strength. And he absolutely is. And you can get through these challenges and these temptations and, um, and you can stand strong for him. You absolutely can. It is totally possible to do that. Um, but also as a weak parent because I am and a weak human being because I am because I was born that way we all are um I think more than saying you can stand bold is you can be forgiven and um God is not one who is standing up there to strike you and to punish you um but he is one to bestow love upon you and grace upon you because you are his and you're chosen to be his and you are so welcome in his arms at any time. Um, one of my favorite stories, and I'm still studying just um, how a lot of the parables talk about sheep, but is the 99 and how he leaves the 99 behind as the shepherd to go seek out the one, the one that is lost. He has a flock, a flock of beautiful, flawless sheep, and the one that gets lost or messes up, he still goes after. Um, and that was me for so long. And so I just... Of course, I can stand up and preach and say, follow him and do what he says, because it is the best option. I mean, there's nothing better than following him and having that peace and joy that only he can give. But it is hard. And so when you fall, please don't forget that he's not asking you to get yourself up and to wash yourself off and to clean yourself up to come back to him. All he's asking you to do is say, can you help me get back up? And he will every single time. And it is such a beautiful story of grace. Absolutely. Wow. That is like such a powerful like note to end on there. Yes, and for sure. um, I hate our first um, audio recording got a little bit um, lost. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I do think God still used this for good because there was so much this go around that was so different yet same at the, at, at the same time. And I just think that this is really about to like speak to some people because I know it hit me and Manali hard we've been giving each other looks like wow that was a word like amen like put that on a t-shirt um but we are gonna go ahead and say bye to the podcast we're not gonna end the phone call but we're gonna go ahead and say bye so bye guys bye all right Wow, that was, I mean, that really was one of my favorite episodes that we've ever recorded. I say that all the time, but I mean, I have really, you can ask Manali, I've been waiting for this episode to come out just because I loved everything that Miss Sarah had to say. Um, And I always said, I don't know what it is, but I think there's something about this episode that is going to reach, I guess, 
what her <laughs> company's name is, but I think it's going to reach more than just one. And I pray that it does. Um, yeah. And everything she said in her testimony was super powerful because, you know, whenever Manali and I were coming on here to figure out who was going to come on as a guest, um, we're just going to be honest, like, Sarah wasn't somebody that we had thought of. And it's not because, you know, we didn't think of her. It was because we never really thought she would say yes. And I didn't even know her and how like nice she was and everything. But it's like, you know, people that have more of a platform, like, are more likely to like say no. And then Manali was like, you know, like, it doesn't hurt to ask. And like, almost as soon as I reached out, like, she was so nice about it. I was like, yes, mm-hmm. like, I want to be a part of like advancing the kingdom of God 100%. I'll do it. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, thank you so much. Um, And so we're just super thankful for her. And, you know, when we were even finding guests, it's been tough to find people that are willing to talk about their testimonies, not for any, you know, particular reason, but that's hard stuff. You know, it's not just so easy to, you know, share your testimony. Even, you know, Manali and I might've released our testimony episodes, but even so, like, so much has like changed since then. And like, there's so much that like even was left out that like, you don't know. And one day we do want to share all of the parts of it and everything, but um, it's just not easy to get people to just share their testimony or their marriage or anything like that. And I mean, Miss Sarah just lays it completely all out on the floor for us. And like, I just think that's so powerful. And yeah. we're so thankful for her. And we're, we hope you guys enjoyed that episode as well. Did you have anything to say about um, episode or anything that stood out? That, I mean, there is something that you can take mm-hmm. from any part of her testimony. Right. There's something in this episode for mm-hmm. everybody, regardless of what walk of life you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, she speaks to every part of it, and right. especially to younger girls. So I, I mm-hmm. pray that that's um, so, the audience that we can reach through this episode yeah. is young women who are looking for answers and looking for people who have been been through or are going through different or similar experiences Mm -hmm. so and I mean you know I'm just I'm thankful for her we're thankful for her heart um and like Manali said I think everybody can take something away from that and um yeah so we hope you guys enjoyed that episode but we are going to go ahead and move into our what God has been teaching us lately Um, and I kind of got overwhelmed with this question. I was like, hold on, I need to think about this because God is just always teaching us something, especially here lately. So, um, do you want to go first? Yeah, I can go first. Go for it. Um, so it's not necessarily that he's been teaching me, but just like a reminder of stuff, Mm -hmm. I guess. Um, but I had texted Hannah earlier this week about how, like, how cool is it that we could get Miss Sarah on this podcast? Right. And like, um just how much of a blessing it's been to be able to have all kinds of guests mm-hmm. on our podcast um, and just be able to have so many different people through many different walks of life be able to come on here. And, you know, we created this podcast to be able to reach young women more so than young men, honestly. But mm-hmm. um, but there are some. There, there are, are some of you. There are some <laughs> of you out there. But just how, um, like, we can go through a week and Hannah will text me or I'll text Hannah and be saying um, how that there was a high school girl that came up to us mm-hmm. and said like, Hey, y'all don't know how much this is meaning or like how much y'all's podcast has helped me. And like mm-hmm. how much of an impact our podcast really does like affect and, people yeah, and like really impact does. people. Yeah. Um, and just like being thankful that we have a platform to be able to speak mm-hmm. on and that it does help people. Cause I know sometimes we talk about like, how, yeah, we only have, like, 20 listeners or whatever, but, like, that 20 listeners, like, it, it means the it's world It's reaching us. somebody. It, it really is. is. And, like, no, I don't I, know. It was just, like, kind of mind-blowing to me, though. Yeah. Like, we're a local, mm-hmm. small-town Mississippi yeah. podcast, but here we are making differences in mm-hmm. little girls' lives or yeah. younger girls' lives yeah. that are, like, going to be the generation changers yeah. of next couple of years and who are planting seeds in their schools communities exactly teams and whatever Mm -hmm. else so no I didn't even think about that because I have been like me and Manali have just been texting each other every now and again and like I was having a pretty like a really rough week um last week and at church like I had a girl come up to me and she was like um I just want to let you know like your podcast has 
like I've been listening to it and it's helping me so much right now. Mm -hmm. And it's just like small stuff like that. You're like, whoa, like, you know, sometimes like, you know, I'm all scatterbrained and like, I forget my microphone. And like, you know, if you know me, my life is usually like chaos and I love it. It's great, but (laughs) it's usually chaos. And I get here, I'm like, oh man, like I forgot the microphone. My computer's not working. And it's like, I don't even want to do this episode because sometimes we have those days. We really, really do Mm -hmm. like full transparency. And it's like stuff like that. It's like, wow, like people listen, like, and it's not us, like it's God. Like this is simply a vessel. And like the fact that God is, you know, working through this podcast and it's, you know, even on the days where we don't feel like doing it and we do it anyway, is like, mm-hmm. you know, God rewards through that, you know. Yeah. Um, but no, I completely agree with that. Like just being thankful that we do have that. Um, and I think for me, like you said, like I don't really have something that's just like because God's always teaching us something, but I think God, like I look back on the last year of my life and you know, I think sometimes like, oh, I'm struggling. But then I look like a year ago, I'm like, wow, like compared to a year ago, like God has brought me so far. And I like, I need to be grateful for that and reflect on that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you can't just live life every day. Like I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I want to be because then you're never going to be satisfied with where God's placed you. And especially with kind of like where I go to school and stuff, like it was always a struggle for me over a year ago, like to walk into those doors, knowing that I have the beliefs that I do and not uh, many people don't agree with them. And I would just kind of like sit in the corner and like not talk and y'all like a year and a half later like I mean it's still a struggle but like I am so confident like God has genuinely like empowered me and has walked with me every single day every single step of the way and I'm like not afraid to like share my faith now and don't get me wrong he's placed people in my life to help me with that and encourage me along the way but like I just look back and I'm so grateful for that and I also want to offer like encouragement to those who might be a little outnumbered in the Christianity aspect, but like, you know, let God use you. Let where he's placed you is where you're meant to be. Let him work in wherever you're at because God's just been helping me reflect on that. Anytime I get discouraged with it, I look back, I'm like, God has brought me so far. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Um, But I think that's pretty much all we have to say. Um, Yeah. And we only have one more episode left and I am very, I know, and then we'll be in season five. That's so crazy. Um, and we're hoping to have more guests on for season five. Honestly, full transparency. We haven't thought that far ahead yet. We have ideas, but nothing has been confirmed yet. Um, so we are going to go ahead and end this here and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode today. And if you liked it, please be sure to subscribe to us and follow us on social media. Our Instagram is at Through Faith Podcast and everything will be linked down below. And if you have any questions or episode ideas that you'd like to hear from us, please be sure to email us and I'll also link that down in the description below. Bye guys.